butterflies they come alive when I'm next to you who would have thought that you know having a prime minister send out a tweet to the entire world that they were welcome who would have thought that that would have made people actually show up i mean other than me and absolutely everyone listening right now who would have thought that that would have done something right but there he was it was in january of 2017 days after donald trump's inauguration and he says to those fleeing persecution terror and war canadians will welcome you regardless of your faith Diversity is our strength. Hashtag welcome to Canada. And of course, he did that in French as well. All of a sudden, the illegal border crossings, which had already been going on, absolutely spiked. Michelle Rempel is the uh, conservative immigration critic. And Michelle, we've actually got verification that this happened That's because right. of a news report in the National Post. Uh, the the bureaucrats are even saying that uh, this caused an influx, didn't it? Yes, and I mean, it's going to be no surprise to your listeners who've been listening to you and I talk about this for a year and a half, that this is an, a situation where we, it's kind of like I told you so, like we knew that there was a correlation here. And you'll remember at the time, it was like, oh no, that didn't, that didn't happen, right? In fact, even the, one of his, senior staffers was, you know, sort of made these disparaging remarks like, oh, no, no, that couldn't happen. And sure enough, there it was. So it's just, you know, Brian, it's just, you know, it's a verification of his failure to manage um, the integrity of Canada's immigration system. And it's not a laughing matter. It's not glib uh, because it continues every day. In fact, just this past Easter weekend, there were media reports that 500 people illegally entered Canada to claim asylum from the United States. Uh, just this one weekend alone. So it's one uh, weekend, five hundred people. Yeah, and so the numbers that we've got for this year so far, so January and February, which are cold months, um, were three thousand. So that's not including this five hundred from the last weekend or whatever. I don't have the numbers for all of March yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is only going to get worse this year. And what has the government done? What has Justin Trudeau done to fix this problem? Absolutely nothing. So, now, uh, these, are st- these are still coming cr- across at illegal border crossings, what I'm sure the government would rather me refer to as irregular border crossings. The, the, these illegal, are not people clear. These are not people claiming refugee status at an airport. That's right. So, you know, we've talked about this before. Uh, we have an agreement with the United States on asylum claiming so that if somebody comes and makes an asylum claim in one of our countries, you can't do it in the other country if you go through a legal point of entry. But the agreement is silent on what happens at an illegal point of entry, which is why all of these people are crossing into Canada illegally. So they cross into Canada through an illegal point. They um, then are eligible to make an asylum claim. And because of so many people that have done this in the last year, you know, hashtag welcome to Canada, our system that we use to process these claims is so backlogged that many of these people won't have their claim heard for years. And in the meantime, they're eligible for social assistance, health care benefits, um, the entire suite of programs that many Canadians, you know, are, are eligible for. And many people think that this is unfair. And I agree with them on that because for many reasons, but it's, it's, it's unfair and it's unsafe. 
Well, if we're talking about people that came to Canada from the United States who were originally from Haiti, we had our own program. And it was while Justin Trudeau was in office that we deported them. And we said, okay, your time is up for your temporary residence after the earthquake. It's time to go home. Right. We we did the same thing as the Americans. We did it earlier and there were no protests. There were no mass border crossings. Right. So so this is the temporary protected status that you hear about in the United States. We have a similar sort of program in Canada, wherein if a country is deemed so unsafe that even if somebody has a like a removal order issued to them, that they're not essentially going to be removed from Canada. I'm oversimplifying, but um, we ended that protection for Haiti about six months before the Americans did. And this, of course, the decision, uh, you know, this is this is part of the, re- the, the reason for the hashtag Welcome to Canada tweet that will live in infamy. Um, and, and it's just irresponsible. I mean, like, it's 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 blatant, crass political points, uh, an attempt to score political points on behalf of the Prime Minister, and it has real impact on people who are making this journey, Canadians who are paying into the tax system, and, and frankly, people who, uh, from around the world, are trying to access our immigration system legally. Uh, and those are the people I think are getting shortchanged the most, that are those well, who are trying to enter our country by paying by the, playing by the rules. And Michelle, I, I pointed out that because these the, the people that cross illegally go into the refugee system, that this is going to squeeze out legitimate refugees who are fleeing war-torn countries, in, including places like Syria, where the prime minister did a big push on and, and was very proud at welcoming 25,000, eventually more than 40,000 Syrian refugees. Well, taking in thousands upon thousands, I mean, 3,000 in January and February alone, uh, illegally into the refugee system displaces other refugees. And I've had liberals say to me, Brian, you don't understand. It's not a zero-sum game. We can take them all in, except we don't have those resources, which is why some people are being told an 11-year wait for a refugee hearing. So there's a variety of reasons why we can take them all in is not true. I mean, we could, in theory, but what's the cost to that, right? I mean, uh, the Syrian refugee cohort, um, we've heard from resettlement services agencies. These are groups that provide things like language training and uh, integration support that there, there isn't enough resources to help the Syrians integrate into the economy, which is why we see the government-assisted refugee, those are people that the government sponsored to come over rather than private citizens. Many of them are unemployed. Um, and, and, you know, to me, at some point, uh, we have to have a conversation on saying, well, look, if we're not expecting refugees to be employed in Canada, then how are we budgeting for the cost of their social assistance payments? And Quebec actually sent a bill to Ottawa a couple of weeks ago for over $150 million for the cost to the Quebec um, social assistance system of just housing and, and, and taking care of people who have illegally entered the country and claimed asylum. Now, is Ottawa going to pay that? I highly doubt it. I asked the immigration minister this. He was curiously silent. But there is a, nobody here is saying that we don't want to have a compassionate system. But what I'm saying is it, people have to play by the rules and we have to talk about cost, right? Like, I mean, we're in, we have this massive deficit uh, budget that Trudeau just tabled. We're going into debt. Many provincial budgets, like, I mean, Ontario, right? I mean, uh, that's a disaster. Um, how are we paying for all of this? And we, if we don't have that honest conversation, that's where people start going, I don't want anybody, right? There has to be a plan. 
And the government to just sort of blindly turn an eye to this is, is just it's irresponsible. And, and they're at fault. It's Trudeau for not having a plan. It's he's at fault for any sort of rhetoric that uh, pushes back against the immigration system because he's broken it and he's being dishonest about how it needs to be run. The the fact that we had to erect tent cities, crazy, we, hey? we had to Think put up, we had to put people in Olympic Stadium. Uh, one of uh, my coworkers here, producer of the morning show, Matt Harris, was telling me that he was down in Boston at a Red Sox game. The summer that that all went down, he's wearing his uh, his Expos hat, and one of the Boston Red Sox fans, "Hey, great! I loved that team when it was around. Whatever happened to your stadium?" And he said, "I don't think you'll believe me." And they didn't. Uh, we're housing refugees in it that are walking across the border from your country. Uh, do we still have the tent city and, and the portables up to house people? Well, it actually gets worse. So in this budget, you know, after Justin Trudeau, remember that Edmonton meeting that he had where he, he told that veteran that, you know, we, we couldn't give anything to our veterans. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Well, you, you're after, asking after more that, than we can give. You're asking more than we can give. In this budget that he just tabled, there was almost $200 million just to process the first bits of paperwork, just like no healthcare, nothing like that, just to process paperwork for people illegally entering the country to claim asylum. How bananas is that? Really? We're not even talking about that. Yeah. It was like $173 million, Brian. And, you know, we're not even talking about at this point, the tent cities, the heated trailers, like we've set up a refugee camp on the U.S.-Canada border. Uh, That is absolutely ludicrous by any measure i i you know and so this is where our party for for a year and a half you know i've been saying there are measures that you can take to prevent this from happening Uh, you know i'm going to be without tipping my hand um for the liberals benefit in the next week or so i'm going to be you know pushing this message with with action a little bit harder um which I'm sure will drive them crazy, but we need to do something before the summer comes here. I mean, like the fact that it's just starting to thaw and the thaw weekend had 500 people. I mean, that's a harbinger of what's about to come. I mean, you can't deny that there is going to be a big spike. And, you know, going back to the start of the, you know, this, this interview, Brian, uh, that, that story today, that hashtag welcome to Canada, how irresponsible was it for the prime minister to do that and then take absolutely, no action to stop the abuse of our immigration system this way. I, you know, it's it's you can hear the frustration in my voice, but uh, I think a lot of Canadians will say, look, if you want to come to Canada, we are a country of immigrants, but you have to play by the rules and you have to do it in a planned, orderly and safe fashion. And Justin Trudeau's response is, whatever, you know, hashtag welcome to Canada. Well, and that's wrong. It's, it's, it's fundamentally a failure. I'll just uh, I'll get your response to this in Marie Danielle Smith's piece in National Post today. It said uh, a secretary at the uh, embassy in Mexico uh, wrote, I am seeking official guidance response from Ottawa on how to address refugee inquiries following all the publicity around the U.S. ban on some nationalities in our prime minister's tweet on welcoming refugees. We are receiving an increasing number of inquiries from the public about requesting refugee status in Canada and the number clearly having links with our Prime Minister's tweet this weekend. A significant number of the inquiries received since the weekend 
have been from nationals of the U.S. banned countries, but we are also receiving them from all nationalities, both through emails and directly at our reception. They overwhelmed the bureaucrats last February. There's a shocker. Like, I, I, but I don't know. Like, I mean, so, so it was either complete stupidity or by design, right? Like, he had to have known this was going to happen. So if, you know, I guess that's my question for him is either you're completely ignorant and, and you did this for your own ego, not knowing what was going to happen, or this was by design. This was literally by design to say, come on in illegally. What it, do you know what I mean? Like there's no middle ground there. It's one of those two options. And both of them are completely unacceptable for the leader of a G7 country who has one of, who, who oversees one of the most generous social assistance programs in the world. You know, if you'll just indulge me, like I was in the EU um, uh, about a week and a half ago, and I, I was learning a lot about their asylum programs, and they do not have the same, you know, they, they're undergoing a lot of pressure, much more pressure than Canada is right now, but they don't, they don't even have the same level of social pro- uh, program access that we do. I mean, Canada is, uh, you know, we give, you know, we give a lot more to people, and, and so of course we're going to have a demand on the system. You, and you were part of the government that cut back the uh, emergency health care system for refugees to match what Canadians got from their own government, and you were vilified for it. So I don't expect there to be any changes under this government. They said that had to go back up. Refugees had to get better health care than Canadians were getting from their provincial governments. You know, I, I think that Canadians now, where the public discourse on this issue is that I think Canadians are aware that we can't we can't have it all for free, right? So the whole conversation around the deficit budget and, excuse me, debt, and then how that translates into what services governments provides is I think it's top of mind for a lot of Canadians right now, especially as the tax burden increases. So people are looking at this and saying, I'm having a harder time making ends meet. <laughs> the government's asking a lot of me. We need to make sure that this system is fair. And it is not fair for people to illegally enter the country and then have access to social assistance programs for years on end pending an asylum claim hearing where many of these people, a majority of these people, will not have valid claims. Then there's removal orders. Then, you know, and then the time, we, we, you know, there were stories last week, Brian, about how the removal time has skyrocketed to the point where, like, there's actually people who have been, quote-unquote, lost. Uh, and then there's a cost to us to actually deport someone as well. Like, why don't we just have the rules set right on the front end and, and stop incenting people to come into the country illegally? It, it, it's very simple. To me, that is the compassionate way. That is how you get social license to operate a compassionate immigration system is if it's functioning properly on the front end. And that is where this, this prime minister is just completely bonkers um, and, and self-aggrandizing. It's disgusting.